Hey, pardon my take, listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. On today's part of my take, we have Steve-O. Awesome, awesome interview. Probably the hardest that PFT and I have ever fanboyed out. We've had a lot of big guests, but Steve-O, we basically went Chris Farley like, hey, dude, remember that time that uh, Preston farted into a tube and then you puked? Or remember that time you uh, got bit by an alligator? Awesome time, though, with him. He's got a new special out. He gives us a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, So get ready for that. Also, maybe if you're listening in a car with kids, don't listen to the whole thing because there's some Steve-O stuff. They have to learn sooner or later. Steve-O stuff. Yeah, I mean, they'll walk away from that saying, He ate Chris Pontius's cum. Maybe I should light myself Just, on fire more often. I'll say it now so that way when it, ha- when it gets said, it doesn't feel as mm-hmm. uh, jarring. Uh, we have news around the sports world. We have the PGA Championship. We have who's back of the week and a this league. And Billy is back. Unfortunately, we did not reach what did we say we had had two million downloads i think we only had one million 1.9 so, yep so we were close so billy's allowed back billy didn't listen to the show so he has no idea what we're talking about right I now actually did oh so what did we say you said that if it got uh if they listened 17 times that it would up the listening rate and i get kicked off the show mm-hmm. okay and then pft made several jokes about how many like uh shows should have done that with characters got it and, uh, okay that's enough yeah. all right we got it you're here is the uh, line. Yeah, yeah yeah all right so billy's back yo next round is about to start you ready yeah yeah just shopping for a car in carvana for real yeah carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever wherever for real that's a ton of car options yep and these are all within my price range for really real you can afford that yeah with carvana and boom just like that i'm getting it delivered in a couple days for really really real you just bought a car for real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Okay, let's go. Hey! Hey! Now in the street there is violence, and then I love to solve what could be done. No place to hang out or washing, and then I can't. It's Pardon My Take, presented by Bob Stool Sports. Welcome to Pardon My Take, presented by the Cash App. Go download it right now. Use code Barstool. You get $10 for free, $10 to the ASPCA. Today is Monday, August 10th. PFT, are you in the right headspace to receive information that could possibly hurt you? Hang on. No. Yes. College football's been canceled. Yeah, not officially, it. but it feels we, we can like read we're the writing on, the, on the ropes. The MAC canceled on Saturday, which, as we all know, the MAC is the most important conference out there. So the dominoes have fallen since then. 
right now, as we're sitting here on Sunday night, it has not been officially canceled. But I think we need to just expect the worst and hope for some long-shot miracle to happen and have the season happen. But as we're sitting here right now, it feels like the Big Ten is going to announce that they're canceling on Monday. And then who knows what's going to happen. Like I could still see the SEC being like, fuck everyone we're playing, which I will watch every single game. But that is where we're at. I'm sad. It hurts. Pain. It's bad. It's 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 a not a good position to be in as far as sports fandom goes. But I think maybe the NFL will step up this fall. And as long as they have a, have a season, they'll probably have some games going on Saturdays. So we, we could run into a situation where it's like game Thursday night, game Saturday afternoon, game Saturday night, games all day on Sunday. So they'll fill the void to a certain extent. But, yeah, it's going to suck not having college football on Saturday. The, the only spin zone is – um, LSU back-to-back national champions. True, true. They remain the title holders. What I don't, I get, I understand all of it because essentially it boils down to, and, and I see all these tweets, people being like, MLB figured it out, basketball figured it out, NHL figured it out, golf figured it out. Well, guess what the difference is? This is the one sport where they don't pay their athletes, and if they paid their athletes. I actually think it would happen. They would think, basically yeah. be like, hey, do you want to get paid? Okay, come play. Because you can't really ask a 19-year-old to go out there and play during a pandemic not knowing the future health implications necessarily right. when they're not getting paid to do it. And the problem is the NCAA will do everything, including cancel a season, before they pay their athletes. Yes. So they want to keep the, the air of uh, student-athletes and amateurism alive, even though we all know that's foolish. But I still go back to the fact that I really do think the the part that's not getting s- talked about, and I, Trevor Lawrence had a great tweet thread, that when you take football away from uh, these huge teams and basically say, go fend for yourself, there is a possibility it can be at times more dangerous when you're like, you're not getting tested anymore. You're not under you know uh, supervision all the time. You're not part of a team atmosphere. Basically, go fend for yourself. And I think that's a valid argument that that, yeah. that just kind of gets lost where everyone says, we have to cancel it. Like, There's nuance to this. There's and absolutely. the United States of America doesn't do well with nuance no. anymore. But you're right. I think that like having access to world-class health care or at least like United States-class health care at the top of it when you're like – if you're an athlete at Clemson, you are getting much, much better care taken care of you than you are if you're just like a random 21-year-old in Aiken, South Carolina. And how about – if you want to play, you have to follow, like, you have to wear a mask and you have to socially distance. Yeah. You have to you have to be cautious, whereas the alternative is let's just let all the student athletes go out in the world. And who knows what happened? Because guess what? It's it's now they're just part of – and I get the liability and everything. Billy told us a fact that one in 50 offensive linemen will die from a heart attack during a game, mm-hmm. which I don't know where he, he got that fact. Out of his ass. He literally just said that before the show. Uh, I get all of it. I'm just sad that we're probably not going to have college football this season. I wish they could figure it out. And it feels like it's being made to be a black and white issue when it's not fully that. Where they're, I, what, I, way. what I keep going back to, though, PFT, hold on. I, I, I want to hear your way. But what I keep going back to is why why cancel it right now when, like, if in March, New York was absolutely ravaged by mm-hmm. coronavirus. Now New York's doing pretty well. Like, I don't, I don't know... I guess you kind of have to because you can't just let people just linger there. But it feels like, I don't know, maybe delay it a month, delay it two months, see if things get better. And knowing that it probably won't, but at least you give the opportunity that maybe we can figure out a way instead of being like, here we are, first, second week of August, 
everything's canceled, we're done. Okay, what about this idea? I stole this from Breaking Bad. What if they just elected to pay the players, but they're like, we'll pay you guys each a dollar? Now you're technically employees mm-hmm. or minimum wage. Like in Breaking Bad, when they uh, they saved Bob Odenkirk's life, Better Call Saul's life, it was like, "Hey, pay me a dollar." Now I'm officially your lawyer. Right. You know, now I can. Now you can tell me anything that you want, and I right. can't say anything. Uh, if you find a way to make the players professionals, now what about this? Actually, like a serious way to do it. What if just every football program disassociated themselves from the school technically, mm. so they're like a small business that's being run in South Bend, Indiana, or a small business in Austin, Texas, or Tuscaloosa, one that, like, is a little bit separate from the schools themselves. So then all of a sudden, yeah, you can have, like, a loose affiliation with the campus, but you're not working underneath the NCAA anymore. Right. Now it's just, like, a collection of small businesses across the country that happen to kick ass at football. I'm in for that, it's like company. It's like company softball teams, right? You bring in some ringers, you pay the guys more to work at your company, so then you dominate in the season against the other power plant in, in, uh, in Albuquerque. So, like, why not have a way where we can at least this, – this is a moment for college sports where you can say this is the time, if there was ever a time, to, like – just get rid of the whole ruse that is that they these, won't. these guys no, aren't money-making machines right. for you. Here's what bothers me the most is why are all billionaires fucking dorks and losers? Because if I were a billionaire right now, I'd sit down and be like, hey, I just crunched the numbers. 70 or so Power 5 teams pay each player, 100 guys on a team, $100,000 at $700 million. If I had, if I had Bezos money... Mm-hmm. Dude, if you're Bloomberg, that would make you a president. Yes. You could have used that $700 million instead of your weird fucking three-week campaign and just paid the players, and we would have had college football, and everyone would have voted for you. Yep. Would you pay for your own stadium? No. He, no. 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 That Absolutely has to be... Tax incentives. Yes. I will get the so, mayor in my back pocket, listen, and they, all, the, all the people will have to pay for my stadium. But you but know the what? players, but you I'll know pay what? for it. I actually think that most people, at least in SEC country, would take that in a heartbeat where it's like yeah raise my taxes one to two percent to fund a new stadium yes give it to a billionaire big cat and he's going to make football happen i just wish we had one cool billionaire yeah one cool billionaire who's like you know what i got 20 billion dollars what's a bill what's throwing a bill at this so that the country can be happy on saturdays in the fall Mm -hmm. nothing i yes if fuck that that this is why the lottery needs to put out bigger jackpots. How much is Jeff Bezos we need We need billionaires out there that Water did rice. absolutely nothing to get their money. Like somebody that is just given a lottery ticket for a billion dollars, a dude like that would come up with a sweet kick-ass idea yes. like this. Dude, Jeff Bezos has fucking $190 billion. You can't give me one bill, Jeff? Jeff, you fuck. Do you it. Bald f- I shouldn't say this because now he's getting the robots and all that shit. Bill Gates has $113 billion. Give me one bill, Bill. The Rock right now has Just an opportunity. Give me a bill. If The Rock, Florio put this out here. I talked about it last week. But if the XFL was able to work Stop. a bubble, then they could get the college <laughs> players to play for an XFL team in the bubble. I don't think that's going to happen. I just want college football. What I just what I just said to you was exactly what you're saying, but I put the, the letters XFL in front of it. No, but the the problem with we were yeah. talking about the college no because college football players your your premise is college football players will then decide to play in the XFL to, to improve their draft status uh, status I think that actually would hurt their draft status for a good portion of them they you don't think about the downside because they're going to play against adults and if they look bad now their upside's gone and now they can go like we always talk about oh you go from a third rounder to a first rounder yeah. what about a third rounder to a seventh rounder or what you could do if you're the XFL is you could say 
we're not going to have it be the same as last year where it's not going to be grown men. This is specifically for like college kids. Then I'm fine with that. Yes. Okay. So, so that's, yeah, that's essentially hoping just college making... players play. But I also, you root for the laundry. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, you need the XFL to be, the you know, the colors and the bands and all that stuff. It doesn't feel the same when it's um, whatever the, the whip snakes versus the chrome the legends. Yeah. There's going to be a big gaping hole in the South this fall and that's going to be no college football on Saturdays. There's, Nick Saban might die. There, Nick Saban yes. might die. You, you just killed Nick Saban. Not, do, does Nick Saban count as a coronavirus death? No, Nick Saban just counts no, as I like, think it's adjacent. It's a, it's a football death. Yeah, but it's adjacent. A coronavirus caused death. it. I think that um, if you're looking to set up a business in the South, just like start a church in the South right now where you have service on Sundays, your communion is Natty Light, Bud Light, and, I don't know, Cheez-Its and cornbread and pulled pork, and you, you just encourage people to show up and get drunk. People are going to just be looking for an excuse to party on a Saturday, and they're not going to have it this fall. The worst part about this, like, um, just not knowing what's going to happen is I'll believe anything. So I saw some guy tweet. He had 246 followers. He said he's an independent journalist, and his tweet was that Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan – and Nebraska are planning on joining the Big 12 this year. And I was like, this guy, he's making a lot of sense. What if there's a conference realignment that just keeps happening into into September? Just ideas of teams that want to join. The last conference that doesn't cancel the season, you're going to have these football powerhouses at least considering joining joining your can, conference, right? Can we do an opt-in? Yeah. Can everyone if if your team if your team decides the problem is I keep going back to this like it, it, when we talked about, you know, uh players probably being safer if they're in the facility and they're playing football and they're being monitored that still does rely on the coaches being decent human beings which most of them aren't yeah like they will definitely take advantage of it so in a perfect world you hope like hey if all the players were in the facility and they're getting tested and they had medical uh you know looking after them and everything that was good it's probably safer but then you just throw in the fact that a coach will be like, "Oh, you have coronavirus, tough shit. You got to play." It would be hilarious if Michi- or your scholarship's if, getting pulled. if Michigan decided that they were going to be the last holdout and they started to schedule games against like Little Sisters of the Poor and like uh, the we went back in, in time. any sort of junior college Dude. that's oh, still going around. Don't make me do then it. Michigan don't wins. Make me do it. They go five and zero oh against teams that have make me do that, it. that have like part time students, and then they declare a national championship. Don't make me do it. I'm going to do also, it. Also, while you're looking this up. I'm going to um, do it. I'm going to quote our good friend Ian Rappaport because he said he I think he really has his finger on the pulse. He said, imagine if college football had the kind of leadership that the NFL and the <laughs> NFLPA showed over the last few months to put the league and its players in a position to play a full season amid a pandemic. Just the incredible hours of work and teamwork. And the NCAA is the opposite. Yep. Congrats to the NFL for putting in the, the requisite 48 hours before the players reported to camp to figure out how they were going to handle the COVID virus. Shocking he could send that tweet with his face all the way up Roger Goodell's asshole. Yeah. I'm surprised he could use his thumbs when they were both holding water. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so, Michigan football. We can go back in time. 1896. They played Grand Rapids High. Uh-huh. Yeah. Have Michigan play against high schools. Beat them. Harbaugh would be down for so, that. Uh, they started heartbeat. Eastern Michigan, then Grand Rapids High, then just a team named Physicians and Surgeons. Uh-huh. <laughs> what was the spread on that game? <laughs> they won that game only 28 nothing. Wow. Fucking... God damn it. Is Michigan overrated? And then they played Lake Forest, Purdue, Lehigh, Minnesota, Oberlin, Wittenberg, and Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and this was like before, like the teams were traveling by train, I would have to imagine. They would you, they would invite teams and then teach them how to play football, then whoop them up. Yep. Like, like, 
like every little brother ever. I do mean, it. every big brother ever. Do it, Michigan. Like, I'm going to teach you how to do this game. Now I'm going to beat you by 100. In uh, 1894, they played Michigan Military Academy, Academy twice. Twice. Uh, and then they played. It's tough to Case, beat. Adrian, it's tough to beat MMA twice all of that. Yeah. I don't even know what these places are. This is. We need to go back in time. We need to let Michigan just make their own schedule, go back in time, and just start whooping up on random people. I would watch it. Yes. I'd watch anything on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I do hope they have NFL on Saturday. Oh, I here's think- the only positive. Okay. One positive. Let's finish this with one positive. Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler on Monday Night Football will be phenomenal. They're a great Monday Night Football booth. They have and they're the, going they have to the call chemistry. Monday Night Football. Yeah. They will be, that will be a good... We won't have a season of complaining about Monday Night Football. And Herb Street's got the Trent Dill for private jet that he can take around, so he's yep. not going to get sick. Yep. So that is one positive. There's the one positive that we can go with there that feels like maybe there's... It still sucks. Man. You're right. I do think that there's a good chance that Nick Saban... The, the likelihood that he dies from having no football is actually way higher than the likelihood that he dies from coronavirus. Right, exactly. Yeah. You are putting his life at risk, mm-hmm. people who are deciding to cancel this. It fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. I would say him, um, the Stoops brothers, probably. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with Jimbo Fisher. Doesn't I feel like he needs football. In Charlie Weiss, get, he probably Char- won't get his payment. That's true. How is this going to affect his buyout? <laughs> Herm Edwards. How is Herm Edwards going to be able to turn young young boys into into upstanding young men if he doesn't have a football season in which to teach them? Oh man, we need. Maybe that's what we do. Maybe we have just a live cam, like the uh, when when like a bald eagle is about to give birth. Mm-hmm. We just have a live cam on Nick Saban every Saturday in the fall, just him puttering around the house. I would watch. I would bet on Nick his Saban. cream like, pies and watching the Weather Channel. He probably still gets up at the same time every morning. Absolutely, Preacher, he'll drive into the office. Yes, he'll hallucinate that he's going to be playing like UAB that weekend. Drop a game plan for him. Um, all right, you know, actually, you know what we should do? Yeah, without any sort of instruction whatsoever, we should just put Xbox consoles in the hands of the coaches and have them play an NCAA 14 tournament against each other. That would be good. And just watch them call those yes. plays like it was a real game. And, yeah, all of them get pissed. Yes. I'll watch that in a second. Um, now, people are probably saying you talked a lot about college football. Aren't you missing a big tournament that happened? We're going to talk about the PGA Championship. Brooks lost. The course won. What the fuck do you want from us? The course won this weekend. He didn't have. He was hurt. Brooks, Did you see his hip? Brooks injured his leg. No, you think? wait, hold on. We would... Brooks would never make an excuse, but if we were to make an excuse for Brooks, he was so clearly hurt, and anyone who's talking bad about him right now can go fuck themselves. We don't make fun of somebody that's injured. We don't root for injuries. Right. We make fun of them when they complain about little ants. Right. The course won. It defeated Brooks. Morikawa, he hit an awesome, awesome. shot. That was like, that drive that was eagle. happy Gilmore shit. Yeah. He, he and drove, he was phenomenal. Yeah. He drove it to within, what, like five feet on a par four? It was just... It's, it's actually perfect that he won in the exact way that Bryson would have wanted to win. Yes. By, like, flexing his drive on a par four. And then Bryson had a chance where I think it was on 18, he could have gotten close, and then he ended up about like one club length short. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't strong enough mm-hmm. to put himself in position to win. Cycle. I've got to imagine that Bryson, he, his stretch marks that he has on his body right now from putting on what, 50 pounds? 190 to 240. It's funny 50 because pounds. he looks like a tiger and you right can now see, with his stripes. Sometimes they'll have on like ESPN his old picture, and it just looks nothing like him. Absolutely not. Um, so it was actually, it was phenomenal golf. I was. I was glued to it all weekend. It was great that we got like primetime golf. The only complaint I have is when you get to Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening, 
and there was that moment there was like six guys tied for first and your brain just says this is going to be incredible because we're going to have like a five-way tie and a five-way like sudden death you know last man standing overtime and then it just didn't happen because Morikawa had that insane shot yeah like you get all built up like this is going to be incredible they're going to have to have five guys tee off for you know a three-hole playoff and then he just well, dusted everyone in the, in the last three holes. If your guy's not winning, then you just root for chaos. That's right. what you have to do at that point. And then it throws into play, like, what do you do if there's a six-person playoff? Is it going to take place tomorrow morning because it's getting late? Is it going to happen now? How many holes is it? How long is it going to last? Like, one of the best sports experiences of my life was back in, I think it was 2008. Tiger? When they had the U.S. Open Media. playoff. At the end yeah. of that Sunday, when you're like, guess what? We get an entire another day, like a bonus day of major championship golf. That is something you you're like. I'm not doing shit at work tomorrow. I made some I made some golf fans very upset when I when Brooks had it like a little bit of a hip thing, and I was like, "There's never been a player no. who's, who's who's played around with a leg injury in a championship in a major championship. In a major like championship. That, yeah, I was like, bro, Tiger won with a broken leg and an ACL. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know, I know who Tiger was. And also, we don't know what Brooks has. Brooks might have two torn ACLs. Correct. So you don't know that. Let's not judge. A person's injury using the eyeball test. It's called a HIPAA violation. It was awesome, though. It was awesome golf. It's, I mean, any major, whether you're talking about the Travelers or the Masters, I it's do, all awesome. I do love it being on West Coast time, though. Yes. That is so great. That's yes. like, you don't normally see golf in primetime like this. I expected, like, it'd be sweet if they put the Sunday Night Football guys up there with Jim Nance to, yeah. to do the commentary at the end of the day. When's the next one? Like mid-September. Like September. And then weeks. when's and then when is uh November. 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 I always wait I wish they did the majors like every other week for two months. Yeah. Because I just get the ju- there's something about watching major golf. It's just so much fun and it just it sets up the weekend so it's such a great couch activity for an entire weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm feeding it. I want off, more. It threw off the nap schedule though. Like watching yeah. the PGA on a on a Sunday night, on a Saturday night, you're like you know what? I feel I feel more tired than I usually do. It's because I don't get my naps in, in yeah, the middle of the day. It's true. Um, anything else before we get to who's back? Uh, we have we'll talk about uh, the bubble and Dame Lillard after Steve O. Um, oh, NFL Mort went viral because sixty nine players opted out. Yep, he knew. You know what? Very you're nice, doing. Mort. Mort, I, Mort probably sixty nines. Mort definitely sixty nines. <laughs> he definitely. I've got sucks a joke I'm, that I'm not going to make about Mort, but it would have been funny. Good. Just know big that for you. the record, that was big of you. Yeah, thank you. Anything else? Uh, oh, the, there was a brawl in baseball. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, the, the, the dude charged the dugout. You don't yes, see that very the often. It's like, uh, by the way, I think that that's bullshit. If if you call a guy and you say come over. And the guy starts running at you to fight. You have to fight that guy. You can't rely on your sprung, your spry young players to like catch the guy and intercept him on the way in and let them fight him. You you initiated the fight. You got to finish it now. I agree. I totally agree. So I guess just like let's have an MMA fight. Who was it? It was uh, the manager, right? Yeah. Of the uh, Astros. Yes. Yeah. The, the, listen, just beef. It, it like the bench coach. Yeah. Oh, let that guy fight. Just beefing. Just beefing. Um. All right. Before we get to who's back, we got a new. Uh, ad alert. This is a big one. New sponsor alert. Huge. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. All right, Hank. 
Uh, my who's back? I have a few. Uh, the first one is Phil Collins. Okay. Oh yeah. His song in the air tonight came out like God knows how many years ago. Uh, there was a viral video of two kids like reacting, listening to it from the first time that had like a, a shit ton of millions of views. And now in the air tonight is trending on the iTunes chart. Cause it's, it's in, a, like the top five. It's a jam. Yeah. It's yeah. a jam. And when you watch people watching or listening to that song for the first time, you still get the goosebumps when the drums kick in and you see them freak out. It's like a joy that I have is, is watching somebody start to appreciate something that we already know about. Yes. Yeah. Cause you're like, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. Kids Boom. are going to be all right. Yeah. My other who's back the week is Derek Rose. Yeah. Okay. I know he is. D Rose, Kanye West <laughs> tweeted out today some shoes, a uh, model of new shoes that are releasing called the D Rose, the Yeezy D Roses. And they're something. They are something. I don't know if it's like a shot at what D Rose. They? Like I don't like, know what they are. Like, uh, no, I don't think so. His knee is, is, isn't complete, so there's just a bunch of no, lines in it. I don't think so. I think I think you're thinking too much. I think he's... He just loves D Rose. Made a, a great shoe for D Rose. Oh, the, it looks like uh, it looks like a fish in a cartoon after they eat it. Yeah, you know much. what I'm saying? Like yes. all, all the ribs yes. sticking out of it. Yes, yes. looks like a, a herringbone where, that's been sucked like cartoon, dry by a yeah. cartoon cat. Yeah, and then throws the and then throws the uh-huh. the uh, bones out. Yeah, I'm gonna get them. How much? Think, do you think Derek Rose will? Probably. How much do you think they're gonna be? Probably like. Three hundred bucks. Mm, it looks like if somebody took a. I mean, uh, no one. It's not I mean, like, it looks like if somebody. No price that I wouldn't pay for. Turned shoes. a sperm into a Nike swoosh logo. Oh, but speaking of which, did you guys see Joel Embiid shoes? The the Kyrie's. Oh my god, the I listen. I wear Under Armour shirts and stuff, but those shoes. What is Under Armour doing with their shoes? Who's making Under Armour shoes? They're just Kyrie's. They're, but they're also just the colorway. I don't know who's making oh, the flames. Shoes. It looks like somebody <laughs> ironed an emoji onto the side of it. I think what what Under Armour's been doing the last four years is they've just trying to been they, they've been trying to get the whole image of the Chef Curry the the nurse shoes yeah. out of everybody's head by designing uglier and uglier shoes. So we forget about that first. one. I think the Under Armour shoe designer just goes to Walmart and sees like all the you know the ten dollars shoes that you can buy at Walmart. Yeah, like the Starberries are there. Yeah, there's like a Taz, and he's like, on the oh, side. cool. I'm just gonna model all my shoes off of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were something. Something. Hank, is that it? I had one more. Esports are back. Okay. Oh, great. Why? Uh, recurring guest Nick Merckx. He, he like won this hundred thousand dollar tournament. It was. I mean, I know sports are back, and like the feeling of watching sports is back. But this this tournament was like basically the playoffs. Like it had that game seven mm-hmm. playoff field, playoff feel. It was electric. And it was the first time that I was watching something where I was like, oh, this is this is really sports. Like this is mm-hmm. legitimately. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. sports. Well, this, at least good, one Blake won. The good thing, week. the good thing, PFT, is that we had Nick Merckx on, and he explained how his dad at first was hesitant, but then became accepting. And we've just gone straight to accepting. Yeah, we Hank's love new him. lifestyle. Yes, we we love you, Hank. Right, we'll, we'll support you. Okay. Love is love. I mean, what do you think about? It's not. It's not. It's I on just, your brain. No, it's just a who's back. I just want. I just want you to be happy. Hank. Yeah. Whatever. Cod is what, life. Whatever you need to get that shirt. You happy in life? That's mm-hmm. what makes me right. Doesn't mean I'm. I'm necessarily going to be there watching you. I don't want to like watch you play. I don't want to like, see I wanna that image that in my happy. head. Right. I don't want to think about you just night and day just grabbing joysticks and stuff. I don't even play anymore. This oh, you know? I was, I was oh, you retired? Watching. Yeah. You officially retired. Focused on stool streams. Play bar stool. Stool streams. Cod and teeny weeny Norman. Stool streams, PMT, teeny weeny. Oh, we're 
We're no way we're, we're on that list. Yes. We're not on yes. that list. No, yeah, the, the pie like, chart. We're like seven. No, the pie chart in my brain is like 50% PMT and then well, the rest uh, is split up. We're in there as long as it can fit into one of his other interests. Where it's like, can maybe part of my take do stool streams? Yeah, or maybe we, do you guys want to play Call, call of Duty? Duty? No, yeah. Yeah, that would be, that's, a, that's a dream. That's a dream. That's a pipe dream. Uh, is that it, Hank? That's it. Okay. okay. My who's back of the week is having to figure out your fantasy draft position for fantasy football. Ooh. Because that is happening. Fantasy football drafts are probably going down in the next like two to three weeks, I would imagine. So I'm starting to get those starting to get people here and there being like, Hey, select my fantasy draft order, that sort of thing. So do you just want to like figure out a formula? Wait, I do that. I've yeah. People have been tweeting me for like the last oh, three yeah, you years can send too. Send it to me. Like every I've been. Do- every I was doing August. that all last year. I was actually replying to people. So you, you tell them to come to me, and then I just tell them to go to Jilly. Okay, how about this? How about um, we could just come up with a formula for it. No, I no. Just tell just forward them to me, and uh-huh. I'll forward them to Jilly. Okay, so that's it's sweet as easy as I'll tag be. Big Cat in yeah. it, and then he'll send it yeah, to yeah. Uh, Jilly. No, I did. I did a bunch of those last year, and it was a big mistake because then everyone asked for it. Is like I don't, I can't do this forever, but I'll do a couple. Well, then you can just say Madden codes. Yeah, and then get that. Off I'll do back. a couple. I'll do a couple, but I'll send most to Jilly Football. She's still out there. Mm-hmm. She's still doing her thing. Uh, my other who's back of the week is Thailand. Thailand's back. Mm-hmm. So Hank, Hank is accurately predicted pronunciations for Donald Trump on several occasions. So in the span of one week, we had Thailand, which, Hank, you said back in, what, 2017? Who knows? 2018? And then you had uh, the other one was Yosemite, which Hank put on his list of unacceptable millennial names. See, Mm -hmm. that wasn't even a miss. That was just that was a name that I liked. Yeah. Right. And so he he said Yosemite, and then somebody tweeted at Big Cat, uh, I hope he doesn't talk about women's health because he'll go obgen on it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. Maybe you could be president. You can be president, Hank. Hank. Congratulations. You have a brain. Oh, what if he says super relatives? That would be something. Talk about Ivanka and Jared. I, I'm, I might never say superlatives again. It's super a, relatives honestly, is so good. I think super relatives is an upgrade right. over super, superlatives. Yes. Yeah, super anything. Yeah. We should actually do, can we, I think you can petition Merriam-Webster for new words. Didn't they make it like, isn't slang becoming part of, so we should just make super relative a real word now? Like irregardless. People yeah, say if, you, that. if you say it enough, it becomes right. part right. of the reoccurring. Game. Super relative. Yeah, yeah reoccurring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, my who's back is uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Mike Francesa, who is retired, I think. I don't even know if he's retired or not. I think he just talks into a microphone for 20 minutes every day. And Does he have an app? Like four people listen to it, and then uh, what's his name? What's the guy's name? The clips all his stuff. Oh, Funhouse. 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 Clips it and puts it out, and then we all laugh, and it's great. Funhouse should just pay Mike Francesa to do a show for his no, I don't Twitter want Funhouse account. ever to go anywhere. I want him to keep finding ways to, to just clip Mike Francesa, like, going to the refrigerator in the morning and farting. So he he gave, like, another eulogy, right? He gave a great eulogy for Horace Clark, who was uh, a member of the New York Yankees. He said, Horace Clark was a symbol of the Yankees' fall from grace post-1964. He was mediocre just like the Bombers, 65 through 74. Rest in peace. <laughs> the rest in peace at the end is I, so perfect. Yeah, I like how he didn't even include the fact that he passed away because most yeah. people that are reading this probably didn't know that this guy from the 1964 Yankees died. <laughs> yes. But then dropping the RIP at the end, it's like a Dion dropping hashtag truth at the end of his Right. Case. I never had any thoughts about Horace Clark, but now I know he was mediocre. Well, I know that he was symbolic. Most of all, of, of the, the mediocre Yankees of the as Yankees they in those years. went down to mediocrity. <laughs> yes. uh-huh. All right, Billy, what's your who's back? My who's back of the week is fear. The murder hornets are oh, actually a problem. Jesus. You really they're, have run out of things to talk about. No, they're act- they're in England now. 
Okay. They're in England. They just skipped the United States. They, they're in England. They've spread. I'm actually scared. How many murders have they committed? They've committed zero murders. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Shit. Sounded but pretty they're scary. They're actually murdering other pollinators in the area, such as honeybees. Flowers. Mm-hmm. Flowers. So, but, yeah. But I thought they were going to invade the United States. Well, they're currently still invading us. But, but we have just... guns in the United States. Yeah. The murder hornets are like, fuck that. Let's go and to England. Will. Yeah. Yeah. Strength. And no college football. So we got right. a lot of time on our That's hands. Right. Oh, you know what would be sick? What about demolition derbies? What if the South just started doing demolition derbies again on Saturdays? That'd be cool I've been too. in a demolition derby. Dude, it demolition, sucks. They're the best. I fucked up my ribs real bad. Jeez. I got smashed right away. It was fun, though. So murder hornets back. Yeah. Fear. Fear is back. Just, exactly. That just, was it. You had, you had five days to come up with a topic we already talked about. You didn't talk about ago, them going to England. And then two months ago. They didn't murder anyone, though. They're like, call they're, me when they murder who's, someone. Yeah, who's scared of someone that doesn't murder? Right. Not me. It'd be like, oh, check out this serial killer. How many people has he killed? Zero. But he wants okay. to. But he yeah, wants to kill everybody. He's thinking about it. Well, he's too much of a bitch to actually do it. Yeah. They're just hornets. They actually, that's the problem. They're hornets. You don't get to be called murder hornets until you murder someone. Wait, how do hornets fly all the they way actually, from wait, Japan no, they to England? They haven't murdered people. Who? They've, they've killed 50 people. You just came up with that out no. of the top of your head. No, no, no. no I no, think no, they, no. they kill like 10 a year in Japan. But, but those are just people who are allergic. Who forgot their epipen? A year to the nasty People who are buzzers. allergic to hornets that's and then like, they get stung. Oh, that's natural selection. That's like being like, oh yeah, there's this new thing out there. Murder peanut butter. It kills 20 people a year mm-hmm. with peanut butter allergies. What about these murder cars? Yeah. Murder jiffy. Don't go near it. What about murder electricity <laughs> or murder water? Have you heard about murder water, Billy? <laughs> Everyone who drinks it dies. Yeah, everyone who drinks water dies. If you try to win a, a Wii game system from a radio show, it usually kills you if you drink too much of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all I got. Good one. Uh, all right, let's get to our interview. Awesome interview coming up. Steve-O, we're so excited for this one. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah, now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Okay, here he is, Steve. Okay, we now welcome on very special guest. Uh, you know him very well. It is Steve-O of Jackass fame and many other things. He's got a new comedy special out on his website called Gnarly. Stevo.com. Go to it right now. Uh, it's uh, comedy, stand-up comedy. It's clips. It's uh, special appearances from some of the Jackass crew. He's also got a podcast called Stevo's Wild Ride. Stevo, thank you very much for joining us. We are big, big fans. Uh, I guess this is kind of a heavy first question, but I, I actually am very curious what your response would be. Um, huge fans of Jackass. We're in the perfect age demographic. We're both 35 years old, so it was like hit at the right spot. What to you? What is the genius of Jackass? Because I truly do think it's a genius. It was a genius thing, and you guys are all comedic geniuses. And people maybe poo-poo it and say, "No, they're idiots." No, they're comedic geniuses. So why? Uh, like, what's the genius behind it? All right. Uh, well, thank you. Number one, I don't. Uh, I think that's uh, very kind. I appreciate the kind words. Uh, number two, I don't think it's really a heavy 
question. Um, I think it's really fascinating uh, because there was some kind of a cultural significance to Jackass. I think that's safe to say. And what made it popular, I would believe, is that the the misfortune element. I think that there's something compelling about uh, slowing down to Google at an accident. I think that seeing seeing something uh, maybe sort of terrible happen is uh, inherently compelling. I think that um, there's something endearing about Jackass where we were able to, uh, we've always been able to not look cool, to not take ourselves seriously. And I think there's something endearing about that. And there's also finally something I believe actually pretty wholesome about the fact that it, it, there's nothing mean spirited in what we're doing. You know, yeah, we're reckless where we do terrible things to ourselves and to each other, but we're never cruel to uh to third parties or to anybody else so you know it's weird to say jagaz is wholesome but i think it does apply and uh how's that for a rambling lion no i like it makes a lot of sense i think you hit the nail on the head i've always said that with jackass it's one of those things that you could take it's like a great unifier you could take uh the first jackass movie for example play it for some teenagers in the suburbs. You could play it for um, a tribe that hasn't even been discovered yet in South America. You could play it for probably even ISIS overseas. And everybody that would watch it would laugh. It, it is like the, the perfect comedy that I think is really universal. So I guess my question for you is who is, uh, who is like the weirdest person or the most unexpected person or group of people that have told you, like, I love Jackass? Ah. I mean, it wasn't somebody who said that uh, they loved it, but I remember being really caught off guard one night at a restaurant in New York City, and uh, somebody said sheepishly, sort of, hey, excuse me, I'm I'm really sorry to bother you, but uh, would you mind saying hi to maybe my niece or my granddaughter or something like that? And it was Robin Williams. Oh. I remember thinking, yeah, I remember thinking, wow, dude, Robin Williams. And he was just so polite and really like a, a little bit timid even. Um, but as far as people who were uh, like unlikely fans, I mean, I just am always shocked. I feel like the guy from Dazed and Confused, Matthew McConaughey's character, where he says, I get older and they just stay the same <laughs> age because it's shocking how like, all these years later, literally we're decades into it now. And like little kids that are interested, like, like how is a little kid like a fan of Jackass, you know, yeah. like, uh, and then even like on the older side, like when I'm, I'm doing my tour, yeah, I look in the audience and uh, to see like legitimately old people, it, it always makes me really happy. What so about, yeah. What about your parents? Did like the cast members, did their parents ever like, say hey we're fans of this because i gotta imagine that like looking at your child doing that it might hit a little bit differently as opposed to watching somebody else's kid do it i don't know that anybody in my family has ever been particularly a fan of it i think that they uh they, they recognize the uh the appeal but it's just not their kind of thing um i know bam's uh family his parents have been really like intimately involved in it yep um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know that. Um, I think that the closer you get to it, the the less 
of a fan you are, you yeah. know, particularly if you're really like, if it's, if it's a family member, someone you love, like doing this stuff, I, I think you would have a mixed, mixed bag of feelings about it. So I, I liked your answer about why Jack has a genius, but I, I feel like you might've missed something that at least I, you know, when I watch it, I see, and you could tell me I'm way wrong, but I think it is also just friendship. Like you guys. Okay always came across as yeah you'd fight or there'd be fucked up things you do to each other but you'd always make each other laugh and when you make each other laugh it like kind of fills the room of like oh my god they're having a great time and you could tell me i'm way off but did yeah, it I did it feel like that that's absolutely a component to it um and i think that, that i would lump that in with what makes it uh you know a little bit of an unlikely wholesome thing that uh, that we're not mean spirited. That, that we evidently really care about each other, and we've got this great chemistry where uh, you know where there's there's just some kind of like there's something magical about it. Right, right. Um, and, 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 so yeah. Go yeah, ahead. Sorry. Go sorry. Ahead. No, that's my bad. That's my bad. No, no, I, I, I'm the worst when it comes to that. <laughs> I'm, I'm the worst. Well, I was going to give an example. It's like so you know the the when you boil down like you know guys being friends and male friendship, and it's like. Yeah, you care about each other, but also if one of your friends, you know, Bam, is deathly afraid of snakes, you're going to fuck him up and lock him into a horse trailer and throw fake snakes at him. Like, that's that's kind of where it always felt so funny and so relatable. Not, you know, I'm never throwing snakes at my right. friends, but that feeling of, like, we can be friends, but I also can bust your balls and, like, go at you every now and then. At the end of the day, we're still friends. For sure. Yeah, it's uh, busting balls is really what it is. You know, there's a certain type of, um, you know, there's a certain type of, I suppose, you know, razzing, whatever, that you would only do to someone you really care about. So off that, though, what was there ever a time where one of the guys took it too far or it was like true anger that lasted a few days and it was like, oh, shit, <laughs> like we went too far on this one? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, where uh bam broke my nose okay that was uh that that fucking drove me nuts i was so pissed and the footage never even uh was even included in the movie thank god i uh thank god i put it in my gnarly comedy special you know uh this this fucking terrible (laughs) this terrible uh yeah filthy thing that i've put together um yeah, it was Bam doing his um, throw water in your face and then super slow-mo sucker punch you. Mm-hmm. And he just, he just it was called the Rocky and they would play it to like the Rocky theme music. Um, and uh, he just, there's supposed to be no drinking on the set. You know, this was like out of, um, out of some like respect for my sobriety. When we filmed Jackass 3D, I was newly sober. And uh, they had a strict no drinking policy, but Bam just went and got fucking completely hammered on the set, and 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 came up and threw the water in my face and uh, sucker punched me. But he just completely fucking broke my nose. The worst thing about it was it wasn't even in front of the fucking slow motion camera. Oh. <laughs> you know, drunk drunk ass shithead fucking broke my nose in the wrong place. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm all about getting footage. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I mean, it was, it was captured on film, but it wasn't captured on that fantastic 
phantom slow motion camera. Yeah. So I, uh, as part of this, this gnarly special, I went and just filmed all kinds of crazy new stuff to load into it so that it would play largely like a jackass movie. I exacted my revenge on Bam by throwing the water in his face. And uh, God, I was mortified to learn what a pussy I am when it comes to punching people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's awesome. That awful. Uh, so, yeah. so with your new stand-up thing, you just mentioned, what are you, t- 10 years sober right now? Twelve. Yeah, I I, uh, I just passed 12 years in in March. Thank you. That's awesome. So I have to imagine that that was a pretty big transition for you going from, you know, filming Jackass the way that used to be filmed, where I'm sure there were, you know, drugs and alcohol on set everywhere to now there's been, you know, absolutely none for you for the last like 12 years. Uh, What was the like most difficult part of making that adjustment? And do you think that you've learned anything over the last 12 years that has actually improved your comedy since then? Ah, oh, man. Um, the, uh, the transition, like, I mean, when you get sober, it's like, you know, you only change one thing, like, and that's everything. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, it's really, you know, I was, um, in, uh, psychiatric wards and, and rehab centers for the first six months. And then I was in a halfway house, you know, uh, until I had two years of sobriety. So I was just straight institutionalized for two entire years and I was still in the halfway house when we were filming Jackass 3D. I had a roommate, you know, I shared my room with, we had to do our chores, scrubbing the toilets and this and that. And I would have to like get a special pass filled out. Like, Hey, I'm going to be late for curvy tonight because I have to go and get catapulted into the sky in a porta potty full of shit. You know, that was like actual like conversations that went on with my house manager in my halfway house. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was a big transition. And ultimately, like when it comes to approaching like gnarly, you know, dangerous, painful stunts, um, I just learned that, uh, you know, you take away the drugs and the alcohol from the wasted attention whore. And then you get a sober attention whore. You know, it's like, really, that's all there is to it. I never got, uh, I never took painkillers for pain. And uh, I never uh, did stunts because I was loaded. I just, I'm just an attention whore. So, you know, it didn't really, um, it didn't really change my approach to what I do for entertainment. Interesting. I, I was reading a, a little bit about your childhood and whatever's on Wikipedia is what I absorbed. So there's probably a bunch of stuff that's incorrect on there. But it did say that you moved around a lot as a kid, like a ton. Yeah. Not just like different cities, but like different states, different countries. It was like almost once a year, once every other year. Is that how you kind of developed a sense of humor to, to fit in with new places that you were just moving into for the first time? I would like to say that that's true. Um, I uh, I was born in England spoke my first words in Brazil, uh, speaking Portuguese in Brazil. Um, I, 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 I spoke fluent Spanish in nursery school in Venezuela. Kindergarten I did in Connecticut. And, uh, and then I moved to, back to England and to Canada. I grew up in five different countries. And I was always, we're going to move again. And um, I remember always, every time I found out we were going to move, I was just stoked because I was such like a fucking bouncing off the walls, just like super annoying, like uncomfortable, like that, like 
I, uh, I didn't win anybody over, you know, and I was always like stoked to move again because I, I, I thought, cool, I'm going to get a, a new shot, you know, a clean slate. And this time I'm going to be cool. And then every time, you know, there I was and, and I did it all over again. So I don't know that I learned anything from, from moving around. Uh, ultimately, later in life, you know, that whole nature about me would, would end up kind of working out. But it did not work for me when I was a child. When, <laughs> it didn't at all. When you were a kid, did you have, did you always know you had like a high uh, threshold for pain and doing dumb stuff? Like, were you just not, did you know from like a very early age you just had no fear? Because a lot of the stuff you've done, it's like, how the fuck is he doing this? Yeah, I, I don't even know that I have that much of a high threshold for pain. I mean, I suppose like, yeah, you uh, do. You, know, you do. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've developed, you know, I've developed uh, an ability to just take it on, you know. Um, but I feel everything, and I, I can't even say that I, that I'm fearless. I'm just that much of an attention whore, <laughs> you know. It's just that simple. Like, and, and when I think of uh, of the pain involved in the stuff that I do, like what what the pain I really couldn't withstand would be like the nine to five job, you know, the right. like That's the, the going, to, going to, going, going to work to do something that I'm not psyched about like that. That's some pain that I can't fuck with. <laughs> yeah. Know? So who, who in the crew, I think I know the answer, but who in the crew does have the highest threshold for pain? I, I saw Knoxville do something that would have been, that, that really changed my, my view. I, I was like, wow. Like uh, I, 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 I recently saw Knoxville do something that uh, indicated to me that he actually has, registers pain differently yes. than uh, some of the other ones of us. So I'm going to go with Knoxville based on that. He he does something that is so funny and you never see it anywhere. But when he's doing something super painful, he starts to laugh beforehand. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Like, he's about to right. get smoked in the nuts and or, like, tackled 100 miles an hour by, a, by three football players. And he's giggling to himself beforehand. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, he's he's the gnarliest, you know. Like, I've heard people say that I'd take on the, you know, the the, the worst of the challenges and this and that. But, like. I don't see it that way. I think that Knoxville and, and the stunts that he does, I mean, are just so messed up, particularly because a lot of us grew up on skateboards, you know, like we actually like spent our, our uh, you know, formative years, like learning how to fall. Yeah. And um, Knoxville doesn't have any of that benefit of, uh, you know, experience with falling and, and, uh, coordination you know working on it like when when knoxville gets on a skateboard like boom he uh yeah i mean it's, he really doesn't know how to fall so when he does it's uh catastrophic yeah i think one of the things i like the most about when i think you in particular are awesome about this but when you're about to do something that you should be afraid of we can see your fear. You're not trying to play it cool and, and be like, I'm brave. I can do this. You step up to the sun. You're like, oh, fuck, this is stupid. Dude, dude, what am I doing? What am I doing? But you do it anyways. Yeah, you're still there. Yeah, you're still there. And you still end yeah. up like locking that part out. And you're like, I have this fear, uh, but that's fine. I'm going to do it even though I'm afraid. Has there ever been like a stunt that you approach that, you know, you're all set up, ready to film. And you're like, this is fucked. This is fucked. And you back out of it at the last second. 
There was one in, uh, when we were in India, I was supposed to ride a unicycle along like a, like a balance beam style plank. And, um, it was over a bed of hot coals. So like I would, and, um, that broke my heart, man, because there was like, in setting up this whole bed of hot coals, there was like a lot of like work that went into it, you know, and building the beam and the whole setup of this thing. And then when I got on the beam, there was just some kind of mental block where I couldn't get both feet on the pedals. I just like completely shut down and, uh, and totally wimped out. And it wasn't because I was afraid of landing on the, the hot coals. It was just, I was afraid to commit to that unicycle on the beam. Um, so yeah, that one, uh, didn't happen. It, it absolutely crushed my spirit that I wimped out. And then, uh, you know, years later, we did the the fire gauntlet uh, as a redemption for that. And uh, it was it would have been way cooler in India with actual hot coals on the unicycle than the way the fire gauntlet played out. How how did you guys uh, decide who did what stunt? And was it just whoever thought of it, or was it like, no, this person would be perfect for this? And is there like a pecking uh, order or competition for it? Well, it depends. Like, um, first and foremost, I would say that like there is a respect for intellectual property. Like, whoever comes up with an idea is gonna like essentially own that idea. You know. Um, so, if you see somebody doing an, uh, if you see somebody doing a stunt, you can presume that either they came up with the idea or they were granted permission to carry out the idea by the person who did come up with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you've got dibs on anything. If it's your idea now, of course, a lot of the time it makes sense. Oh, this would be great for this guy to do it. So there, there are ideas getting, uh, you know, like written for certain people. And then there's a whole other category of idea, which is like the undeniably funny thing that absolutely nobody wants to do. And, for those ideas, you know, everybody gets approached and then, you know, assuming everybody turns it down, it trickles down to uh, danger Aaron. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and he always, like, loses a tooth or something. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty, pre- pretty much. That That's sort of, like, how uh, how that goes. <laughs> he He's <laughs> underrated, yeah, because just seeing his face whenever he's just like, fuck, dude, yeah. I don't want to do this. And it's just like, that's so funny to know that that's exactly how it happened. Like, it actually was passed by everyone. So when he's saying, fuck, why am I doing this? I don't want to do this. It's as genuine as it could be. Yeah, I'll give you guys a crazy jackass secret, which uh, which makes no sense because I'm actually going to make a video about it. But uh, the... um. The ja- the the Lambo tooth pull, yeah. which was part of um, Jackass 3D, uh, it made no fucking sense to pull that tooth from Danger Aaron. It was like for Danger Aaron, it was a totally healthy tooth. It made no <laughs> fucking sense to do that. Plus, when they pulled out that tooth on Danger Aaron, because it was a healthy tooth, sure they loosened it up a bit, but it fractured his fucking skull. Where you know, like the little fucking. Uh, you know, whatever the your, your tooth fits in, like that shit broke, yeah. like up to his nose. And um, the thing about it was that it was a redo because back in, uh, on the, the the previous movie, Don Vito, Bam's uncle, Don Vito had his teeth fucking falling out like crazy. I think he was down to like one tooth left. <laughs> and uh, 
that one remaining tooth was begging to fall out. <laughs> like, and, and what Bam said to Don Vito was, let me tie that one fucking tooth to my Lamborghini and film it for the movie. And if you let me do that, then I'll, I'll pay for you to get like proper dentures. Don Vito leapt at the opportunity and they did it and it was classic. But then Don Vito got tangled up in some fucking uh, like lewd shit with, uh, with minors, you know, like he, he was at a, uh, became a sex offender. Yeah. And, and, and when Don Vito became a sex offender, they scrubbed him out of, uh, out of Jack, Jackass number two. So they, they had to scrap that bit. But the thing was, that the director was just so in love with it oh. that uh, he couldn't let it go, and so it was it, it was completely appropriate to do that with Don Vito. But <laughs> the director, it, it, it broke Jeff Tremaine's heart to to see that go. It was so important to him to to fucking let that finally see the light of day. That idea that that was one where hey, you want to do this? Nope, nope, nope. So it trickled down to Danger Aaron and they did it with a healthy tooth. Jesus. <laughs> so Jeff seems like he gets he gets away pretty easy with a lot of the stuff because he's around. He gets to witness a lot of it. And you guys obviously prank him a little bit behind the scenes, but he never actually has to do any of the things that he sets up and directs. Have you guys thought about like including him and being like, hey, if you're going to make so much money filming us, maybe we get you a couple times. Yeah, I mean, there's nobody's safe on the set, man. Like, I mean, nobody's ever going to be safe on the set. But as far as like really elaborate, you know, big things at Jeff's expense, um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. I think um, I think Jeff is uh, not necessarily quite the the type of attention whore. I mean, it's all it is it's just a big battle for screen time, you know? Yeah. And so part of me thinks like, why would we do that to Jeff? And, you know, like we want the screen time for ourselves. I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I, don't, well, yeah, I, I don't know. I want to know how one, one stunt, one of my favorite, it's very underrated, not like one of your most remarkable stunts, but I, every time I watch it, I die, die laughing is wasabi uh, snooters. Nope. Nope. I'll you. You want to guess? It's not. Uh, it's I mean, not a pain stunt. Ah, uh, it's not a pain stunt. I don't know the goldfish. No, it's uh, it's fart mask when Preston okay. when Preston pooped into the fucking right. beer bong, uh, because right. he was trying to God. fart so bad and you started puking in the in the mask. What? Hey, you guys are really you guys are really committing to this one, man. We are so alienating anybody. Who's I don't care, dude. <laughs> I don't care. I I, I was looking hey, man, through yeah. I was looking through my tweets yeah. before this, and I I found a tweet from like <laughs> t- from three years ago, and I remember I was high with all my friends, and it just says I watched Jackass two last night, and I miss those guys so much. So like I'll keep doing that I every year, where I'll just watch Jackass and be like, fuck, I love these guys. Well, dude, I, I'm so thrilled that I that I got the fucking whole jackass gang together for this uh gnarly thing i don't know if you guys saw like even the trailer but dude the whole fucking gang knoxville bam pontius dave england danger and everybody and they duct tape me to the side of a fucking billboard truck and uh and then drive the fucking thing down the highway with me duct taped to the side <laughs> of it and, and that's that's how i get to the theater 
in the opening sequence of this multimedia comedy special. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's a point of pride and, and, uh, and honor for me that, uh, that I got the whole fucking gang together. I'm so grateful to those guys. But yeah, there is new shit from us jackass dudes and it is at stevo.com so um but with that said yeah, yeah the fart mask thing yeah uh for, for anybody who's not familiar the idea was to uh like set up like uh what was connected to Pre- preston's like a 350 pound fat guy and yep. there was like a tube connected to his asshole it was a beer bong fart- it was a beer bong that oh, was right. basically going to right, one of those right, right, old-timey right, right, right. scuba diving masks that's right, like you can see right. all the way around that's like glass right and and uh you know I, it was always like uh it, it it was always like a payoff for a bit if it made me barf yes and um yes. the thing is that like there's no way that i actually could have smelled a fart that came through that whole tube but just the setup and preparing to do it <laughs> like the idea of it you know i have this like super like powerful imagination which is why i think uh over the years i was always such a uh, an embarrassing premature ejaculation guy you know like totally premature ejaculating my whole life because like the idea of something being fucking sexy would just make me come much the way the idea of the idea of something being gross would just make me barf you know i really th- i think there's a link yes, between yes, those two for things sure. yes and, uh, and so just, the yeah, I mean, I've got this big mask on and Preston basically just puts the beer bong up to his butt and I'm like the idea of it and I'm already barping. Uh, he, he did end up taking a shit into that beer bong too. Because he tried to fart so hard that he shit into the beer bong. I, yeah. I sound I so remember, stupid. It's so fucking dude, funny. Dude, you know what just, what just I remembered is that we had to film that twice. <laughs> we had to film that twice because the the first time they set it all up, I fucking barfed before he got his pants down. I think. <laughs> like they're like they're like they're, they're like fuck. They were so mad. Like fucking Steve-O, dude. Fucking you know I ruined the I ruined it because we didn't even get to start the bit and I already fucking barfed. So <laughs> so we did we did it like another day. We redid it. Oh, that's, that's so awesome. good. Oh man, I, I I always used to love um <laughs> when Manny would come out when Manny would be included in a skit. Yeah, and Manny I mean, Manny Manny just recovered from COVID. Oh, oh. shit! And, I, I'm and glad he he's alright. He, he got it bad, man. He's he was talking about like he was like so dehydrated, like it brought on kidney stones. I think he said, and like, dude, he was just not okay. But thankfully, he's uh you know he's bounced back. That's awesome. So, so Manny, if you don't know, was their wildlife guy. He was like your, your yeah. nature expert. He wore the shark tooth necklace. Did he actually, is he actually a wildlife expert or is he, cause like, <laughs> oh, I mean, cause he would come on set and, and he'd be like, yeah, just go swim in the bottom of this lake and grab an alligator by its face. And that's fine. Right. And I, I never knew if he actually had a background with animals or if he was just there to like serve as the nature guide. He's, he's like, like a real life Tarzan, you know, like, I mean, it's just like, like Tarzan never had a, a degree, you know? <laughs> right. but it was Tarzan. Like, like Manny really is Tarzan. I would say, um, I mean, I don't think Manny ever went to school at all. Like when, uh, the story was that I think in Cuba, I believe Manny was from Cuba and, uh, 
he'd show up at school and um, just bitch. And he would like go out into the like into the swamp to survive, you know, for like days on end, like when he was a school kid. And that was just his deal, like growing up, like throughout life, like uh, just fascinated with uh, you know apex predators and wanting to like get intimate with them. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he's oh man. So are you guys? Yeah, I, I always said too. I always said that uh, you know if Manny says some like uh like don't do something that means fucking don't do it <laughs> yeah. you know but if manny says something's totally okay that does not fucking mean it's okay either it's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to put it like when, when i did the alligator tightrope and i just included this in, yes. a, in a youtube video i was telling the story about this in, the, in a, a, a recent video like manny's advice for me going into the alligator tightrope he says if an alligator gets a hold of Steve-O, Steve-O will relax and hopefully the alligator will release him. <laughs> it's like, dude, you don't, you didn't go to school it's for the this. Best, like the best fucking thing that's ever been said on Jackass. <laughs> Steve-O will, Steve-O will, will relax. He will let the alligator take him <laughs> and hopefully the alligator will release him. Oh. I love it. We're going to get back to Steve-O real quick, but before we do, I want to talk to you about 3Chi. You've heard us talk about 3Chi on this show before. You might know it as being the Delta 8 federally legal version of THC. It's made here in the U.S. with U.S. grown hemp. All their products are formulated by a biochemist, and when they released the Delta 8 products, they were the first federally legal THC products sold in the USA since Prohibition started almost 90 years ago. Their effects are a perfect hybrid of CBD and the Delta 9 THC that you might use, and it gives you a similar buzz and all the medicinal effects of normal THC without the laziness, without the anxiety, without the paranoia. You don't have the mental fogginess. You feel, you feel sharp as a tack with Delta 8. You feel far more active and outgoing with increased confidence, almost none of that anxiousness and paranoia that you get with Delta 9 usage. Again, it's a federally legal version of THC. It's a perfect substitute for anybody that uses Delta 9. We all use it around here in the office. I just ordered some more. Got that coming. It's going to be amazing when it gets here. It's going to be like Christmas morning for me because it has you feeling amazing, but you can also be functional and clear-headed instead of lazy and paranoid. They're not just the best in the Delta 8 industry. They invented the industry. They're 100% hemp-derived. It's legal federally, and it's available online at the number 3chi.com. That's 3chi.com and at real t- retailers around the country. You have to be 21 to purchase, and we're going to give you a special 5% discount. Go to 3chi.com. It's the number 3chi.com. Get your vapes, your gummies, your tinctures, your oils. You can make your own homemade edibles with them. Yum. Cook up a bunch of brownies with 3chi. You're going to have a great, great evening if you do. But remember, start small, figure out how you handle it, and then you can increase it might knock you off your feet, so start with like a half gummy or something like that. You have to be 21 to purchase. Check them out at 3chi.com. Use promo code PMT at checkout and get 5% off your order. And now, more Stevo. When you're trying to translate all this stuff that, you know, in, in Jackass, you did most of it outdoors or at least in a, in a place that had, you know, like a lot of room around you to work with and a lot of interactive stuff going on. You're trying to do it on stage. How do you have to kind of like narrow that the idea of the joke down enough for it to be funny for somebody that's sitting like in the back row as opposed to somebody that's in the front row? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It, uh, there, there's plenty of stuff that we did on Jackass that, that didn't require, uh, you know, a great deal of space. 
Um, and uh, when it comes to like really doing like heavy stunts on stage, um, that's not like what I do routinely on my whole tour, you know, like when it's time to do like I had all the Jackass guys come to the taping of the gnarly special. So they would come out on stage and do some like fucking massive stunt, which was like blocked out and shot for the special. Um, I think that we, that everybody's able to see who is in attendance, but yeah, like for the, for that purpose, we were filming like, uh, like a show mm-hmm. essentially. Um, but, uh, but yeah, dude, like when, when Jackass first came out, um, there was, a uh, like the director, Jeff Tremaine, like he, when he let me know that the, that the pilot got ordered to series, he said, yo, it's not a pilot anymore. We got like eight episodes. And so I need you to take all of your video and send it in so that we can license it and put it right onto the show. And I sent in all the shit that I had. And uh, then I followed up and I was like, yo, what, like, what are you using? And he was like, man, like not one fucking clip you sent in is allowed on TV. <laughs> he was like, cause MTV was really touchy about fire. Yep. And my rule was always like, no matter what you do, it's cooler if you're on fire. So <laughs> Absolutely. Like, and I was always on fire. So that ruled out a ton of footage. <laughs> they had another rule. They had another rule that was, uh, that was that, um, if you're going to jump off something, you know, it can't be above a certain height. And I mean, I was like constantly jumping off shit that was way too tall <laughs> while I was on fire. <laughs> I was like, I was like, and then uh, speaking of fire, like the, the grand finale of the gnarly special, I got burned so fucking bad. I had to have skin grafts on 15% of my body. Oh shit. Like it's the worst fucking injury the most painful situation I have ever been in my life. And thank God it's finally out. Uh, so yeah, again, check that out. But um, so, so when, when Jeff Tremaine told me that nothing was allowed on TV, I was legitimately worried. Like what kind of fucking pussy ass show is this? You know, I, I got actually concerned that uh, it was going to be like, like, you know, so watered down that it wasn't like, that it wasn't intense. And then, of course, we, we figured our way around all their rules. But uh, out of the gate, I knew that I had, like, a wealth of footage that I could distribute on my own. At that time, every night on TV, it was like, Girls Gone Wild, like, caught on tape. There were these, like, you know, Too Hot for TV videos. And I was like, man, I'm going to make my own Too Hot for TV videos, which I totally did. And I also, like, put together a whole fucking tour where essentially I would come out on stage, get all fucked up, and uh, and walk everybody through what you're not allowed to do on TV. You know, and that was the whole show. <laughs> and whenever I promoted it, I, I promised, I said, I will be drunk and on drugs or your money back, <laughs> which I was so proud of. And uh, so, yeah, that was like kind of the deal. And man, I like... It was, those days were something else, man. Those days were something else. But as far as to answer the question, what's it like doing the shit on the stage? Nothing stopped us, man. Yeah. That stage was covered in blood, barf, piss, fucking every night. 
Man. And half the time we would be doing the show at universities where we would be like wiping out their student council allotted <laughs> entertainment funds <laughs> by by pissing and bleeding and barfing like all over the stage and then just fucking trying to hump as many of their students as possible. Um <laughs> this is this has been awesome, Steve. Uh I had one last question. It's the MeUndies soft question of the day. Your podcast, right. so you probably, you know about this stuff. Go yeah, to sure. I, haven't, I haven't I haven't done MeUndies yet. Okay. I, I don't know why, but uh, but yeah, dude, I, I love it, and I, and I love being on the podcast bandwagon. I also saw you guys on TMZ, and uh, yeah, fucking congrats, man! Dude, it's, rad. it's crazy. I, they, they, I don't even they, really remember that they cut they cut out too much of it because we started giving Harvey shit. We started quoting how much <laughs> money he was worth. And being like, hey, oh, yeah. Harvey, do you want it? We're like, dude, it looks like you're worth $20 million on Google here. Like, how much are you going to give for the it? kids? Yeah, I don't know if that's that, that, it or not. But he got. That sounds a li- that sounds to me a little light. A little yeah. light. But he was like, what the hell? I think, that sounds, I, I think that sounds considerably light for Harvey Levin. Yeah, and then we just started shaming him. We're like, all right, so we're going to put you down for $0 for the kids. So, like, do you want to tell the kids? you want to go to the hospital and tell the kids <laughs> that you're not going to be giving money? They cut that. But to his credit, he, he donated. <laughs> yes, he, he did. did. He didn't tell He's anybody a good guy. that he, did, he, donated. So he did donate. Yes. But, uh, it was yeah, I mean, funny. Yeah, tr- trust me, trust me, you don't want to, like, feud with TMZ. No, no he was no, he was I'm very nice. He yeah. hit us up right wow. after, and he was like, "Tell me where to donate. I will donate." So, shout out to I him. I love it. But uh, yeah, all right, so- I, I love it. And then the last time I saw him, uh, I was he, like, uh, he complimented me on. Uh, he said, "Man, you look great, dude. So much better than Bam." <laughs> so was like, right. something like that. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've always had I've always had a pretty good relationship with TMZ. Yeah, um, and, and that's where I get my news. You know, yeah. Like, Fuck, yeah. fuck anybody. Fuck anybody who says that TMZ is is uh like tabloid trash because dude, their their journalistic integrity is so solid. Yeah. That uh, you know, they don't get anything wrong. Yeah, no, it's true. They don't. And Harvey did it. He donated after the fact and didn't make a big deal of it, which I appreciate Love it. even more. So, yeah. all right, the MeUndies question. Go to MeUndies.com slash PMT to get 15% off your first purchase. MeUndies.com slash PMT to get 15% off your first purchase. Jackass four. Is it happening? Is it fully happening? Have you guys already filmed a bunch of stuff? We were one week into production when, uh, when, when shit got shut down, but that's actually a good thing because that week was so fucking explosive that, uh, we went from like the, like, should these guys really be doing this? You know, I was just kind of a fucking piss take at this point. They're like, some of them are 50 now. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Like, and in that one week, we proved ourselves. Like, I mean, it was like, there was the, the fucking heaviest week. And we got like just this footage where like now Paramount sees it. Like they're behind it. Like we're like, they're, you know, when, when the world starts spinning again, we're as big of a priority for Paramount Pictures as, uh, as there is from what I gather. Hell yeah. So yeah the that, world will need laughter cool. at that point. Yeah, that, for sure. Listen, that okay, that puts a smile on my face knowing that it's it's still gonna happen. It's and gonna yeah, happen even better. But it's check I got this fucking pisser. Check yeah. out this fucking kick in the balls. During that one week, while on the set, my agent calls me up and uh and he's like, Hey look man, I, I just kinda let you know that you're selling out like your uh all of your comedy club gigs on you know so far in advance now 
it no longer makes sense to me to entertain any comedy club offers. So congratulations, you have officially graduated to theaters. Whoa. There you go. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, Brad, fucking booking an international theater tour. Like, not. <laughs> <laughs> and then everything stopped. Yeah. Everything right, stopped. Everything stopped. But then I started the podcast and uh, I set up distribution for this gnarly comedy special, dude. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a spoiler from my comedy special, the gnarly thing. Like, it's not just stand up comedy. Like, I did all kinds of new stunts. And one of them, not only did I swallow an entire load of Chris Pontius's cum, <laughs> but I did it. I did it. Right in front of my father. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. Wait, you, yeah. it's, you just like took a shot to the mouth, or what? I, it's yeah, a, I mean, he <laughs> he he blasted a huge load into a condom in the bathroom. <laughs> he, he, he jacked up, and then he tied it in a knot and brought it out and handed it to me in front oh of my, my dad. See, my dad this is. <laughs> yeah, this is my dad, where. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Say. It. Well, my my dad, my dad's notoriously not cool with the like the the gay humor. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, I remember my dad. My dad was like, "Why is this the right thing to do?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I said, uh, "I said, uh, I said, Dad, I'm not doing this to hurt you." He says, "You're not going to hurt me. You're going to piss me off." <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny that we we talked about like what your parents' reaction to all this stuff and everyone's parents' reaction, and showing how different of a world it is that you ate Chris Pontius has come in front of your dad, and it was like, "Yeah, that's what I did." And when you say that line, I think all of us in this room are thinking. Our dads listen to this show and they're going to be like, what the fuck was that interview? Yeah. And we didn't need any right. comp. We didn't need any comp. Right. 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 I mean, that's where the bar is at, the way I look at it. And uh, I'm just really pleased to have, like, officially fucking raised it. And thank you guys for letting me, uh, you know, get so many shameless plugs in there and, and uh, let everybody know that it's live right now on stevo.com. And I did, I invested more fucking money. I spent like 300 grand making that thing. Damn. And, go, uh, go watch I, it right I, now. Go watch it. I need, I need people to go order it. Uh, <laughs> you know, he drank, just, he ate come for it. You ain't come for it. That should be just like, <laughs> I did. that should be the line like, when you go to stevo.com. Like I ain't come to make this fucking right, watch. I it. ain't yes. come for it. And, and I, and I went on a burn unit tour <laughs> yeah we, we do owe it to you to watch this thing the amount of right. the amount of punishment that your scrotum has taken over the year alone i think should be worth everybody going out there to watch it uh, we, yeah. do you think can you have kids <laughs> yeah uh, i got a vasectomy dude like uh i was one of my ideas i was sitting on for the longest time the vasectomy olympics <laughs> <laughs> is that wait that's separate from when you stapled your nutsack to your leg yeah Right. Uh, yeah, that's a new one. That's that's in the can. Dude, I'll give you guys another one. I'm just giving up, giving shit up. Like, uh, check out all the needle marks in my back. Uh, okay. Uh, am I blocking it? Yeah, I'm blocking it. Okay, I don't know if you can see, like, I had a... Yeah. I had a spinal cavity injection fucking to... Uh, it's a drug called chloroprocaine. And totally illegally this guy fucking and put the needle into my like four inches into my spinal cavity like it was so deep in there he he plunges it full of this drug which renders my uh my whole lower half completely paralyzed that's what it was supposed to do 
So he plunges it in. He's like, all right, go. And, and I just take off sprinting. Right. And I'm like fucking sprinting laps back and forth until my fucking, I could feel it. And I'm just like stomping and staggering, trying not to go down. And then I fucking collapse. And, and not only was my lower half paralyzed, but I couldn't feel anything up to my neck. And I was like, yo dude, I can't fucking breathe. I was like, I'm having a lot of trouble breathing. I thought I was fucking dying so bad. And, uh, and then my and then my crew starts fucking lighting up my legs with paintballs and stun guns and lighters. <laughs> it's like, fun you're uh, throwing fire. You you said that yourself. Uh, right. And I mean, dude, fucking uh it was like I mean, paintballs have been kind of played out over the years, but it's never been like so f- weirdly fascinating where there's just no reaction. Yeah. The biggest reaction there was out of me, it was like just shooting a dead body. It literally looked like I was just shooting a dead body. And the only time I really, really reacted was when, uh, when they lifted up my legs, cause I couldn't tell they were fucking doing anything. All of a sudden I could see my feet up in the air and like, it shocked the shit out of me to see my feet because I couldn't tell what was going on. And then all my, uh, all my wounds, my bullet holes, we smeared tattoo ink. So, uh, Hopefully oh I got gosh, some shit. Yeah. Like uh it was like a Takashi six nine shootout because uh we did like all rainbow colored fucking ink smeared on these point blank paintball wounds. Oh, oh my god, god dude. So you, you say that you're like giving away spoilers. I actually think that people are gonna want to watch it yes, more. You have that, to watch that's that. kind of the beauty of it. Like you can spoil Jackass well, right, and it right. just makes you want to watch it even more than you did before. Sure. The thing about that one is that we only filmed it this past weekend, and that's going to be in the follow-up to Gnarly. Perfect. Which, um, but yeah, Gnarly's loaded. With, there's plenty loaded into Gnarly. Like, Holy shit! I'm not. I'm not. I, I will not waste anybody's time who goes to Stevo.com to check it out. I mean, go and just look at the trailer. Like, it's so fucking what, fucked up. I love it. What's What's the insurance like on on the set of Jackass? Will anybody actually give uh, you like liability shit? I don't know, dude. I don't know. I remember uh, it, after we filmed Jackass 3D, I was already sober. And that was the first time where going into it, I said, hey, what happens if somebody gets like really hurt or killed? And uh, I had never asked that before. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and they said, oh, uh, workman's comp law, the Californian workman's comp laws apply. <laughs> You're like, all right, that's a good enough answer get, for get me. Time off for the funeral. <laughs> he could have said anything. Jesus, that that sounded to me so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and already I got some workman's comp going on for Jackass Four in that first week. I got fucking hospitalized like a motherfucker, oh God. and oh. I can't give I can't give away what it was. But uh, I broke my own rules, you know. Like I I I, I go into this the last one and this one, and I, and I, and my rule is. I don't want to be fucking paralyzed. I don't want to be fucking killed. And I actually added, I don't want any fucking brain trauma. Yeah. And uh, I'm one weekend and I actually said to the camera going into this stunt, I was like, man, I had these rules. Fucking no spinal, no brain, no death. And we're not even one weekend. And I, I picked the wrong week to fucking quit doing all that shit. <laughs> and I uh, should sure enough, half an hour later, I fucking wake up uh, on the stretcher in the ambulance. God damn. Oh. I'm excited, Actually, man. Actually, I, I woke up on the stretcher, 
be like uh, about to be loaded into the ambulance. Jesus. And then I and then I went out again and I uh, came to like being like out of the I don't know. Dude, it was fucking that first week of filming was heavy and uh, and and I'd, like there's full confidence for me that uh, that it's going to be a hit. I right. I love it. I'm I excited. I, I can't wait to watch yes. your special as well. Yes. It's gonna be awesome. Yes. Well, Steve O, thank you so much. Uh, go to hey, steveo.com. Yeah. Do it right now. Go to steveo.com. Buy the uh, gnarly special. Also, listen to his podcast. This has been awesome, man. Next time you're in New York City, we'd love to have you come by our studio. Yeah, I, I, I love it. Congratulations on the meteoric success of your podcast. And, uh, and thank you for being so kind to me to alienate such a large portion of your audience <laughs> no. that doesn't know about doesn't <laughs> know about or care about Jackass. It's been a real honor, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, All right, man. Steve-O. Thanks so much, man. Also, can I, can I just say, hearing you say, dude, I think you have the best dude in the world. Oh, well, thanks, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, man. Thanks so much. That interview with Steve-O is brought to you by our friends at Norton 360 with LifeLock. In these challenging times, it's amazing that we can stay so connected. You've probably been relying on your Wi-Fi connections more than usual between working from home, shopping online, binge-watching stuff on your devices. Your private information is now more exposed than it's ever been, and cyber criminals keep finding new ways to take it. A lot of people don't stop to think about this problem until something bad happens to them. But every time you bank, shop, or browse online... You can be vulnerable to cyber criminals. There are more threats than ever, so Norton LifeLock is giving you more protection than ever. Norton 360 with LifeLock is going to give you all-in-one protection with device security, identity theft protection, and a VPN for online privacy and more. And if you have an identity theft problem, a U.S.-based restoration specialist is going to work to fix it. Nobody can prevent all cybercrime. Nobody can stop all identity theft or monitor all your transactions at all the businesses. But Norton 360 with LifeLock is a powerful, powerful ally for your cyber safety. You want them on your side. Sign up today. Save 25% or more off your first year. Go to Norton.com slash PMT. That's Norton.com slash PMT. And you're going to get 25% off your first year at Norton.com slash PMT. Okay, let's get some segments, finish up the show. We forgot to talk about hockey. Hockey is back. In yeah, the congrats, your, Thank your you. Blackhawks. It's always good to have playoff hockey. I know you could have gotten the first overall pick, but you know what? Would you rather have like a week and a half oh. of a, a combination of misery and pain and maybe a couple glimpses of awesomeness now, or would you rather wait four years to maybe have a good player? I would take the immediate gratification every single time. I also have tricked myself because it is Taze and Kane. I'm like, okay, well, they could just do it. They yeah. could do it. And – I should have done retroactive who's back. Who's back is furiously Googling and checking on Twitter for the playoff schedule. I've been looking for it everywhere. Like, where is it? Give me the playoff schedule. I need to plan the rest of my next two weeks around when the Blackhawks play. So give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Also, the Washington Capitals defeated the Bruins in the first round of the playoffs. That insured seating. So Hank has they're to play. Third? Yeah, they're third Who instead of fourth seed. So they the have, Islanders. They have to play the Islanders. Uh, we're going to Borelli's. Hank has to play against the Hurricanes. But you're fine with that, right? Because you Remember that pig the that they had year? last year? They should have killed that pig when the Hurricanes yep. lost. Agreed. I stand by that. You Agreed. can't have a rally pig and then when they lose, be like, oh yeah, now the rally pig gets to just live? And you can't bring a pig back 
because like right. if you bring that same pig back uh-uh. from last year, I'm nope. gonna be the first person to start like circling patches on its skin and be like, "That's a different pig. Kill the, the pig one last year." Listen, that's just mm-hmm. that's just how it works. You can't just be like, "We're gonna ride the pig's momentum." Oh, whoops, we died. Pig gets a lip. All right, uh, this league we got a lot of this league. Damian Lillard versus the Clippers was an ultimate this league moment. So Dame missed two free throws at the end of the game. Patrick Beverly uh, was not playing and just clowning on him. Before that happened, Dame Lillard hit a three yes. and was like pointing at Pat Beverly being like, I want you out yes. here. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so Pat Beverly was, was sitting out the game. They were just clowning on him in an empty gym, just yelling at him. Uh, afterwards, they interviewed Damian Lillard and were like, well, how do you feel about it? And he's like, it's a sign of respect. I've sent Pat Beverly home uh, before. I've sent Paul George home before. That seems to be the end of it. Nope. Then Paul George then did took it to Instagram, which is like the full circle for this league. I'm getting exhausted just explaining this. And Instagram is the new Temecula. And it was like, you guys, like are go- you, you guys are you chumps. You won't see me on these IG yeah. streets. Called them chumps. Uh, basically, yeah, they got into it going back and forth with each other. I would not fuck with Damian Lillard. Or I would fuck Beverly, with Pat actually. Beverly. Yeah. yeah, like fucking with Pat Beverly on the court. That's like walking outside in a lightning storm with a, with a nine iron. He, hand. he he will fuck you up because that is what Pat Beverly is brought in to do is yes. just fuck with people. And then and then Dame obviously said Paul George like you keep you know switching teams. You mm-hmm. don't want the hard work. Which if you're Damian Lillard, you get to say that argument because you are you have been in in for the Trailblazers your entire life. Uh, you get to make that argument. You absolutely get to make that argument. Uh, Paul George worked his way out of OKC, worked his way out of Indiana. So I think that stands. But then Pat Beverly was like Cancun on three. Yeah. So that always that that kind of ended. But then Damian Lillard dropped another fifty piece. Yeah. Fifty it, burger, fifty chicken McNuggets. And the Clippers saying. are currently getting smoked by the Nets, which they're probably not trying. Yeah. But, so it, but you got to think Damian Lillard's gonna you know, yeah sound it, off. It's yes. been funny watching it go back and forth the last couple days between the Lakers and the Clippers, both trying to avoid the Trailblazers in yes. the first round because yeah, they're the team that nobody wants to play out west. Oh, and we officially have a play-in game because the Grizzlies lost again. So at worst, the Grizzlies will be playing in a play, or at best, the Grizzlies will be playing in a play-in game. At worst, they won't even be in the playing game. But that's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. So August 15th is the first one. Um, if the eight seed wins, the eight seed's in. If the ninth seed wins, they play again the you next gotta, day. you got to win two to get in. They yeah. should do it on aggregate. Yeah. It should be like a two-game affair. That's going to be awesome, though. Uh-huh. That's going to be awesome. A one-game elimination. Um, and then we had Draymond get fined $50,000 for saying uh, Devin Booker needs to get out of Phoenix on the set of – uh, TNT. Yeah, well, so people are saying that there shouldn't be these tampering laws anymore. Like $50,000 of Draymond Green is absolutely nothing. It's actually probably worth it in terms of just like the message that he was sending to Booker at that point. Like $50,000 to tell Booker to leave Phoenix? Fuck yeah. I also, I kind of love Draymond and Steph and Clay just being the ultimate, like, they're, they're Cal, they're Coach Cal. They're always recruiting. Yep. I kind of love that about them. Yeah. They're just always like, we don't care. You guys have already said everything you're going to say about us. We're just going to keep recruiting talent. Yeah, no, they've – and the Warriors, like, given how they put their team together the last couple of years, like, they are able to speak with authority on whether or not players should leave yeah. their market Come that on hasn't over. treated them well. Yeah, Come on over. Although the – the um, someone tweeted, I think it was Devin Booker has won more games in the last week and a half than Draymond has won in – 2020. Yeah, but Draymond gets to claim all the victories that he's had with Steph Curry True. and Kevin Durant True. and all that. He was Suns are hot. Tiger. Yeah. Suns are hot. Uh, what else we have? Oh, Billy. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. 
Did, did you guys see this? No. Oh, man. All right. So some guy on Twitter, his name is Z the Creator, out of nowhere, just tweeted, Why are you such a weirdo, question mark? You were too wealthy for this. You really went and followed my girl. That's why she blocked you, oh, weirdo, at week. Kevin Durant. And then Kevin Durant re- replied and said, My bad. I accidentally pressed follow and liked all her pics. My phone tripping. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No matter how rich you uh, are, how famous you are, you're still going to be – you can still go to horny jail. That's a great response you can, from you can, Yeah, you can't buy your way – owning it up to it. You and can't the guy, get a the great guy, attorney to yeah. get you out of horny jail. Everyone goes replied, sometimes. Uh, you just proven that everything I said was true. You really moved like a hoe. <laughs> and then Kevin Durant said, you're just enjoying this experience. You won't forget about this day ever with a bunch of – Oh, points. that's – okay. And Kevin Durant has won this one easily. It's true. He followed your girl. He liked all her pictures. And now – He's just dunking on you on Twitter. Now this guy's got a story to tell all his friends. Like, hey, you know who wants to fuck my girlfriend? Right. Kevin Durant. Right. Until, obviously, his girlfriend breaks up with him. He's like, oh, Kevin Durant wants to fuck me? Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool. What if he was really into it? That's the way to to handle all this. Like, if if KD starts liking all your girlfriend's tweets, like, yeah, KD, let's do this. Yeah. Come cuck me. We can only get off to it. We can only hope he's like a huge LeBron fan or something. This is just the final nail. Like Kevin Durant going to the Warriors crushed him. Is that now. not would that not be tampering? Like what? what if what if you just catfished uh, Booker to get him to Golden State by like creating a profile of a super maybe maybe a chick with a huge dumper. That's why we have dumpers on Big Instagram, dumpers. and then you follow Booker and you put your location in as like yes. Oakland, California. Yes, and then just start liking all his tweets. That's not tampering. Reminder: follow Big Dumpers on Instagram. Big Some of the underscore dumpers, the mm-hmm. best dumpers on Instagram. Easily. I haven't seen better dumpers than that. No. Uh, all right. Let's finish up Billy's list. But before we do that, Billy, we gave a cliffhanger. So you did listen. Do, 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 did you listen? Do, do, do. Yes. Mm-hmm. He listened. Damn. All right. So the cliffhanger from Wednesday's show that then went to Friday's show that now is here on Monday's show. Finish it. Man receives random seeds from China and has decided to plant them and see what happens. This is illegal. But the man kept. Wait, wait, one second, one second. What exactly do you, you want to do? You have it written down. I know, but do you need to read this? You need to tell us what, what happened. What happened? What no, happened with the seeds? With the seeds? Okay, just. So he plants the a, seeds. Yeah. And, and he puts Miracle, miracle Grow on them. And? And a gourd pops out. Oh. Okay. And? and well, personally, I think that the gourd was, you know, maybe there was something mysterious with the gourd. And it's going to try to harm American gourds with some uh, sort of disease or murder parasites. gourds. Murder gourds. And guess what's a very American gourd? Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Whoa. Orange pumpkin. China's uh-huh. going to cancel Halloween? Exactly. Wow. And guess what that's going to cause? No pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving. Oh, my mm. God. Trickle down. No pumpkin Boom. pie on Christmas. Christmas Damn. gets ruined because there's no good vibes from Thanksgiving. Uh, you could also say, like, what if... The gourds just strangle out local vegetation. They take out Christmas trees. No, the other seeds, there's a variety of seeds. There's pine seeds. There's all sorts of seeds. So, yeah, maybe they're going after Christmas trees. Maybe they're going after pumpkins. These are invasive species. These are murder gourds. This is, These are. Like, if you plant them, then it'll take it'll suck off the life from, like, the, the native species here in America. I think whatever foreign entity is sending these seeds into the China. United States— can entity. we already get we that? It, they're from China. You're working okay. for we're not gonna blame the NBA right now, Billy? The Chinese Communist Party. Steve Kerr over here. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Billy's very sympathetic to President Xi. I think whoever's doing this is... They're very nice seats. Waging yeah. the war on Christmas. Okay. okay so I, I like that. I can connect. But also... That was, worth the, that was worth the cliffhanger. Is this payback for TikTok? 
Exactly. Like we're gonna we're gonna strangle out TikTok, so we're gonna send Vine over. Well, Bill Gates might get TikTok. That's true. Who'd you trust with the information? Uh, Twitter might also get it too, right? So you have three entities: Chinese government, mm-hmm. Bill Gates, Earth, Earth, Billy, Billy's brain, and who owns Twitter again? Jack. 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 At Jack. Which one of those guys you want having your TikTok information? Wait, uh, say it again. Chinese government. Yeah. Bill Gates. Yeah. Jack. Jack, I, because I think Jack is too incompetent to accurately manage my sensitive information correctly. Mm. Bill Gates, though, didn't he create... Bill Gates a while ago created this thing where you could basically turn poop into water. That's true. But So wh- think about all the shitty tweets we have. Jack invented the like button. Shitty TikToks. Are shit, more shitty TikToks than shitty tweets. Right. So what could we harness that into? Pumpkins. Done. Boom. Boom. Yeah, Halloween saved. All the world's problems. <laughs> All right, anything else on this sheet? Let's see. We've got... Um, I had the Ken Durant. You did? Yeah, you did. You did. Good, Good job. job. You had Whip Snakes winning. Congrats to the Whip Snakes on back-to-back championships. See, Dynasty? You said 12 and 6 are the 2020 champions, and then you put Water Dogs have not, but you didn't finish that sentence. What were we going to say there about the Water Dogs? That they didn't win the championship. Water What's Dogs this? are the best first-half team in lacrosse. That's just facts. Snake becomes strap hanger? What is that? I don't know. There was snakes on a train. That's mm. classic. Have to put that Snakes. on the sheet when you what, see that. What if it was pizza snake and we were all damn? It was a rat snake. We were all hot dog snake. That would that would snake. break the internet if a if a snake ate a slice of pizza on a New York City subway platform and you could see the slice of pizza in his stomach. Mm-hmm. Or, or if it was a snake, Buzzfeed would be back in business. I think I think right now Glizzies are more they're like more current. They're than hot pizza. In the streets, so if uh, if a snake was just like deep throating a Glizzy like mm-hmm. Heather Brook, that'd be sick. Yeah, NASA to remove offensive names from planets and other heavenly bodies. That's on here too. Yeah, uh, the Eskimo Nebula is being nixed, and the Siamese. You know what I'm offended by? Uh, white d- white dwarfs. Why? Mm. I, no reason in particular. The, I just think that's not the things out there. We should not be calling things as a guy that is five eight and have been told by numerous internet memes that I'm the size of a grain of rice. I don't want stars to be called white Dude, dwarfs. That's anymore. like one million dollars in the uh, in the rice thing with Jeff Bezos. So feel mm-hmm. good about that. That's true. Yeah, good point. <laughs> you're you're worth a million dollars. Uh, anything else, Billy? Well, you know what's the biggest unintended consequence of not having college football season? All the college football players are going to get fat. Mm. Billy, football, you've been leading the way. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Thank you for saying. We need to do a, a PSA. This is your this is your body on football. This is your body, body without. Yeah, yeah, and it's you're the after. Or it's like this is your podcast with football, and yeah. it's a clip of us talking about football with no Billy. This is your podcast without football, and it's Billy talking about murder hornets. We're talking about snakes, yes. yeah, and pumpkins. <laughs> there it is, folks. Scary, scary world out there. All right, Wednesday we got Tim Woods back doing some Dungeons and Dragons. We'll see you then. Love you guys, Billy. Do you have any closing thoughts? Yes. So, oh wait, we forgot to mention our darling Jake. Yes, Jake broke his ankle. Jake joined the uh, the Foot Injury Survivors Club, a part of my take, mm-hmm. of which myself All and Liam are card-carrying members. But again, have you had a foot injury? I have had many foot injuries. Mm-hmm. It's many serious ankles. stuff. Yes. So Jake has a pretty much broken ankle right now, which he suffered beating Hank in tennis today. And Billy, and just so you know, Jake, Billy didn't laugh at you, but he did. No. A lot. I feel like he not. Yeah, you did. Billy laughed at I you. I was very supportive of you. Billy laughed Thank at you. you. Billy set up the ice bucket. Yeah, no, but he, that's mm-hmm. after I forced him to. We also told yeah. him it was an ice bucket challenge. And right. He was like, sweet. That right. was so funny. Right. Let's do it, it was during the very last point of tennis of the day. Yeah. During Canadian doubles, I went over for an overhead slam. Mm-hmm. It went in, but my ankle. 
Did not. Did not. That was like Tiger Woods and Brooks Kepka winning on an injured foot. Congrats. You're a warrior, Jake. Thank you. You're a warrior. Thank you guys for the help. Yeah. Um, um, all right. Know if you any Billy, you got anything? Why don't you break down Jake's, uh, why don't you break down ankle sprints for the Hurt people? or injured, Jake? Um, what is it? A high or low ankle sprain? <laughs> anyway, so I've been thinking a lot lately. I've actually been having very vivid dreams of playing football lately. <laughs> I went camping. Over the weekend, so I was deep in the woods, disconnected from all sorts of internet, and uh, I really just started. You were able to tweet a lot, considering you had no internet. I didn't tweet for two days. And I started tweets today. What the one that just said bear poop, bear yep. scat? Yep. That was on Sunday. That was my best picture of my camping trip. Anyway, I think I'm gonna make a comeback. I'm not sure how, but it's gonna happen. Anyway, love you guys. <laughs>
It's Pardon My Take, presented by Bar Stool Sports.